I think than um, anybody I can put a name to to promote our sport. The archer who owns all the world records, John Demmer III. You know, the more difficult a thing is, the more important the mental game becomes. I, I didn't eat any supper yet either. How about you guys? Do you guys eat yet? I didn't eat Oh, that. you know, uh, I have some crunch berries. Grayson oh, Carlo. It's like me taking three or four years off your eyes just because I weakened that prescription in the shooting eye. And don't put everything into my shot that I should, that I get a lot of drop on those heavy arrows. He's dropping all the way down. He said, well, you might want to think about going to a lighter arrow in the spring walking. And that's what got that started. So. Yeah, or or the series of series of talk things that we do, mm-hmm. you know, that I do. For your new yeah, YouTube page, I should say. Yeah. Look at you, yeah, Larry. We are recording, and look at you for coming into the 21st century of social media and exposure yeah. for your YouTube channel. Wow, YouTube Crazy. channel. Yeah, that's a step in the right direction. Look at that. That's like uh, being on the surfboard, hanging ten. I just did like a Google search, or not a Google search, a YouTube search for your name and archery, and it was like, there's just outdoor life, Lancaster archery. Uh, I, I there's dozens of videos from outdoor life. Peterson's bow hunting. They're just, they just pop up. Boom, 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 boom. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did. I think for outdoor life, I uh, did like 19 things. We did a bunch. I, rem- I remember when those first came here out. And uh, we, we did a bunch of topics. And I had done for what else? It was up on bowhunting.net or bowhunting.net yeah, bowhunting. some time ago uh yeah a bunch of all instructional things yeah yeah not not the hunting things because i i don't own a pickup truck so i can't drive around and have somebody film me while i talk about going hunting no (laughs) (laughs) a pet peeve of an educator here yeah but you were putting out it's it's funny though you were putting out content for youtube outdoor life etc before cell phones and just uploading for editing and uploading from a cell phone yeah. was so easy like you were doing it with multiple cameras and then they yep. were taking that that video and editing that video oh, and yeah. putting it together like, like people don't realize the it's difficult to do it as is now i can't remember the hoops you need you had to jump through back then like i I, is something that's sort of foreign to me it it took took a long time so uh i was doing videos for uh robin hood that was down in ocala florida where uh bernie lived bernie and his wife and randy almer was there and he was to do his first one and he didn't have much idea how it was done so uh we did one together and, and we had a good time. Uh, and so the way we did it was we made up our outline and we chopped it into sections. Yeah. And you try to do, you plot out a two or three minute section. Yeah. And do a little rehearsal bantering back and forth about what things we're going to say and have maybe a rough cue card up in front. And then the cameras would roll, you know, it'd be at least two cameras and 
second or third take, we would get a good two minute section. And then yeah. you plot out the next two minute section and then the next one and the next one. And then uh, after that, he was able to do one on his own, one or two, whatever, however many he did. Yeah. 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 I've seen so those I've, videos too. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. But anyway, so, so no, go ahead. For me, it's, it's not a problem. You know, I've in 35 years of teaching, I had, I did 40,000 lessons. I had a plan for almost all of this. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Absolutely. So planning, you know, that's, came pretty naturally, you know, earned skill, learned skill. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, let's get to it. We're, we're going to, um, um, going to go over section three, sections yeah, four section three. of this wonderful piece of archery <laughs> information, planning to peak. You know, and we're not going into grave detail about every aspect of the book because that's why you go and buy the book. But yes. we're yes, going we can't to give it all away. Continue <laughs> our last discussion. Yeah, exactly. Right. You don't want to give it all away. Um, so what Larry's going to do? We're going to pick up where we left off. We're going to continue. We're going to talk mm -hmm. about aspects and 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 the sections of section three, section four. Um, and you know, and all, like we were just talking about, or Larry's got a YouTube page. He has a wealth of YouTube videos out there that he's done already, not specifically barebow related, but still archery and and yeah, arch related. Yeah, it's stuff. archery. Um, all archery. Pulling the string. Yeah, right. And so, but watch for updates from Larry coming soon to his YouTube page, and it's probably going to include a lot more than just stuff with the book. It's going to include other stuff. So um, I'll be helping Larry through, through that process a little bit. And, you know, so that's another archery resource for you people to who are listeners of the Barebow project to, yeah. to, to have access to information. I don't know, yeah. but Larry, maybe you just need to start your own podcast and you can just put it on a podcast too. Cause well, you, listen you can to it. me in, you know, here, here's a kid from the sixties reaching back to the, to the modern generation now that's you and, yeah. and getting some help with the technology things uh you know because i <laughs> i have the old school techniques well there's you know, yeah talk <laughs> on a blackboard man i'm really good at that yeah blackboard <laughs> <laughs> and you ain't <laughs> hey i use the blackboard i am from oh, a okay. rare generation that was like we used the blackboard and erasers okay. and we wiped the blackboard down with um sponges we oh, listened, okay but listen all right you listen, reach back we Good. listened to records cassette oh, tapes yeah. cds mp3s yeah. okay so you Do i need to okay, go so that gen x that. generation like we literally we we were there for the start oh, wow. of the internet to what it is today and still you know like we're mm -hmm. we're a we're a very well-rounded generation of uh yeah. see i remember when tv came <laughs> yeah i can't say i remember that Free tv days yeah, listening I can't to the radio it. well and like i said to you i i could go i could go back to that i could go back yeah. to yeah so you know all of those no tvs no yeah. social media like I, yeah. i'm i'm 
I'm a little well, bit back on social media, a tiny bit, not much though. Yeah. And so, I don't check, I, I don't check my messenger much, like maybe once a day, I, you know, yeah. um, you know, it's still, it's still like a, it's almost like a mental health break from social media and well, EVs. Having, having experienced those different uh, gathering of information, yeah. <laughs> you know, transferring information, those different styles. Yeah. Uh, you can still go back to them when they are most effective. Right. And like for a small group presentation where you want to engage the student, marker board and markers. Oh, I love it. Yeah. And, and you know, you develop a concept uh, and gather, you know, responses from the students, etc. Uh, yeah, we, when me and Demer did the target panic discussion at the classic, you know what, just, you know what, sidebar discussion yeah. or derailed discussion. Well, yeah. when we did that. You wouldn't believe how many people are like, oh my gosh, I can't even talk about or listen about target panic when I'm competing. Whereas barebow archers, like we deal with it every day. Who yeah. cares? Yeah. And but like compound and even some like Olympic recurve shooters, they're just like, oh, you know, I, I don't even want to well, hear that... about it. And I'm like, it's not a disease. You don't catch it by hearing it. You know, it's not, <laughs> it's not, yeah. it's not the way it works at all. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. So what that tells you about all of those, all those compounders and, and uh, Olympic style shooters, yeah. they don't have a plan for their mental game. Because if they had a plan for what they're going to think, it wouldn't matter what they talk about because they're going to go execute their plan. But if they don't have a plan, my God, you just gave them uh, you know, a few more things to think about in their thought lottery. <laughs> yeah, so thought lottery. That's, like that. Yeah, they, they, uh, they're insecure because they don't have a plan. So they need to read this book to get started. Well, let's 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 continue that discussion. Okay, That's a great so, segue. Yeah. And so section three, adjusting your archery attitude. Right. We we discussed forming your perspective. You've got to have the right perspective, and the, and that was we're there to repeat. Right. You know, back to principle one. Step one, learn to hit the mark. Step two, repeat. Step one. So you've got to repeat. You got to have that in your mind as you approach. And then section two is all the preparation things you need to do, pre-tournament, setting goals, on and on. But now having the right attitude. Uh, so I had written some articles originally for Arrow Trade magazine when it was still print on different concepts. I wrote, wrote some of these for National Junior Dream Team because we ran across issues that we were trying to teach these young teenagers to, to have the right attitude about their archery uh, and not, I guess most of them are aimed at uh, helping the young to not be self-judgmental. They want to link their score and adults do this all right result oriented they want to link their score to who they are as a person hmm. and so they become judgmental self-judgmental 
And really, if the arrow's a six, you know, on a colored target, you shoot a six, that's just a task that you performed. And sometimes you fail at a task, like taking out the garbage. Sometimes you spill it. Yeah. Well, that doesn't change who you are as a person. You just pick it up, put it back in the can, and set it out for the trash man. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah. But yet you shoot a six, and my God, oh, you know, what will everybody think of me? Yeah. So having the right attitude. And, and reading some of the chapters I have there will help you develop that right attitude. And again, most of it's to uh, get adults and, and young teenagers away from the self-judgmental part of, of their score or their particular arrow, all right? So, <laughs> so that you can, uh, and that was evidence in the building blocks of performance in chapter two. Uh, so who you are as a person is not dependent on any score or any particular arrow or any season and how well you did that season or didn't do. Now, if you react poorly to those things, then that is showing some weakness in your character and you need to redevelop that. Uh, but uh, like chapter 11 is the three C's, commitment, composure, and confidence, right? So first you must have commitment to practicing, learning, open mind stuff, Yeah. right? And then into performing, if you take that commitment into performing, eventually you will gain composure because you know you have committed to your practice and it's paying off. And so while you're performing, you will really gain composure and perform in tournaments as you do in practice. And on occasion, even better. You know, that's, that's when you know you've become a gamer. When you can outdo your average at a tournament. And I was fortunate to do that a number of times. You know, so uh, now of course, some of that in commitment was lying to myself, telling me I was really good. You know, telling myself, yeah, I, I can do this. I can beat these guys. Yeah, yeah. Because I'm working hard. Yeah, it's not the first time I've heard that. Heard yeah. the same thing so, from you know, It begins with a lie. Yeah. Well, okay. Keep living it, man. <laughs> All right. Make it till and, you make it is what he always used to say to me. Well, it's not now. There's no fake. Well, it's a lot of hard work. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just the, uh, the the term, but the notion that you got just keep telling yourself whether you believe it or not. Keep telling yeah. yourself that you're you're, yeah, you're good. Yeah. Well, you're positive self-talk statements. Right. And that was part of the preparation in, in section two. Yeah. Um, okay. So then following the composure, when you are able to shoot in tournaments with composure, you will build your confidence. And confidence is saying, I will continue to do this. So uh, 
yeah, I, I highlight the three C's in, in chapter 11. And then, uh, oh, chapter 12, that's maybe one of the favorite things that I wrote is about hockey coach Daryl Sutter. Oh, okay. Uh, he's coaching the Flames right now. I was wondering. Yeah, he was coaching the Kings back when I heard him <laughs> respond to a, a commentator. Uh, you know, it was game six uh, of Stanley Cup championships, and his team was tied and needed one more win to win the cup. And after regulation, it was tied. And they're going to the locker room, and the one sportscaster says, Well, what's your team got to do to win? the Stanley Cup. But Coach Sutter was not having any part of that winning. Because that's result-oriented, result-focused. And of course, most everybody's focused on the result, but not, not Coach Sutter. He, he says, and I quote him, it's got to be more about output than outcome. If you aren't putting out the effort, and so in that, in that chapter, I have like about what effort is, what your process is in hockey, you know, and I watched my grandson in a game this morning, a 12 year old game this morning, mm -hmm. skating and passing. Yeah. Always skating and passing, skating, you know, putting yourself in position to make the pass or to receive the pass. Yeah. 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 Uh, hey, yeah, so just to interject, yesterday I was at my son's track and field championships at the yeah. end of the year for them. And um, and I heard the coach from one of the other schools, a bunch of kids were getting ready for the 110 high hurdles. And they they were doing some starts and they, you know, would go over the first set of hurdles, whatever. And then they like congregated back behind the starting blocks and were just standing there talking. And I watched this coach go over and she goes, gentlemen, and they all like look at her. So you can tell it like she's you. It was just the way their, their reaction was priceless. And she looks at him, she goes, either you're stretching, you're warming up or you're competing. That's what you're doing when you're at a track meet. You should be doing one of those, not standing there watching other people warm up think they're watching girls not 100 sure <laughs> oh but, no and and ah. but the but the coach was like they were they were just kind of like you know lingering there but and the coach was like all all over them but it's still it's the same it's the same concept no matter what sport and even in archery like yeah. if if you're doing something make it productive toward your archery goals if that's what you want to do like yeah well Lanny Basham had a good quote. Uh, I, I listened to his audio tapes a good yeah. while ago. Yeah. And, and I, I use this. I copied it because it was really good. I stole it. You know, wherever you are, be all there. Good. So in, good. in my classroom, uh, wrestlers in particular, when they had a wrestling meet, Okay. During the day, during class, you could tell they weren't with they weren't with doing mathematics. Hmm. And so I'd have to remind them, look, you, you can't wrestle tonight's match third period when we're doing calculus. 
And if you try to, you'll have yourself totally worn out. Your, your mental capabilities will be worn thin until seven o'clock tonight when you get to rest. Yeah. So scrap that. Let's focus on doing calculus. Okay. Yeah. And be relaxed. And yeah, so that's the thing, you know, be there, be a hundred percent there wherever you are in whatever task you're doing. And, and in my language, that is present process thinking. Yeah. Hey, for everyone who's listening and, and just listen to coach Larry, I say he listens to listened or listens actively listens to Lanny Bassam from mental management systems. We have an episode 33 I recorded with Lanny. So if you want to go back and maybe listen to a little bit okay. more, go yeah. listen to that. Yeah. That's from Lanny himself. Um, and yeah. it's yeah. worth, Let's... it's worthwhile listen, but yeah. Just, yeah, I'm just putting it out there. Cause people are going to be listening to this and thinking about it when you're talking about it and like, and, and, and I don't know why it, this doesn't surprise me, but it may surprise some other people hearing you say that you listen to Lanny's information well, and people, especially in the compound world, but mm -hmm. people look at you as the same, you know, level of knowledge base when it comes to the sport as Lanny, mm -hmm. Lanny, but you're still pursuing I, I, knowledge. No one, no one knows everything. Oh, that's for and, sure. <laughs> and the more I know, the more I learn, like in mathematics, the more you learn mathematics, the more you realize what you don't know and how much there is still out there to learn. And, and the same with, with coaching, whether it's uh, teaching the physical steps or the mental. Yeah, uh, I have some insights. I have my experiences over many years of shooting to relate and I have my language styles, my writing, and that can convey some good information to people. But that's not all of it. So you gotta listen to other people and, and hear their uh, insights and their language. And uh, so when we were coaching uh, the National Junior Dream Team and there were three or four coaches, three or four of us, coaching the group of 14, let's say, first thing we told them was, you're going to have to work with all of us, all right? And we use different language. Right. Well, right. We're all trying to teach you the same, same process, the same skills. So, so if Coach Linda tells you something that you think conflicts with Coach Larry, call us together immediately. And we'll straighten it out because we're not trying to contradict each other and right. getting you to do two different things. You know, right. you're at the center. You, the student, are at the center. And so we got to come together and straighten out whatever issue it is. Yeah, and, yeah. and besides, you know, Coach Linda might say it in a way that really resonates with you and you get it. And same with, with me. Sometimes I did that with students. How often did you, did you find there were you and Linda were literally saying the same thing in that situation, saying the exact same thing in two different yeah. ways, but it, oh, it, yeah. it, it, yeah. Didn't, and it didn't register with the athlete, with the archer 
until mm-hmm. they heard it one way or the other. Do you ever, do you ever come across right. that? Right. Oh, yeah. There was, well, how many did we have? Did we end up with five coaches all together? Mm-hmm. And we all used different talk. But sure. sometimes Coach Jim would stand in the way and bang, this, this student picked it up and wow, great. I'm happy. <laughs> I'm not jealous. <laughs> but I stole what Coach Jim said. <laughs> if I thought it was really good and I use it now. <laughs> That's what you got to do as a coach. Yeah. yeah. Steal these things. Yeah. Yeah. I like uh, the next one. I like the title of the next chapter too. Are, are you ready to move well, on or no? Yeah. Yeah. There are no deserves. There are no deserves. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Some, and, and you hear sportscasters saying it all the time. And I, I point that out in the article. Yeah. Well, he's working really hard and is, his, you know, scores have come up and he deserves to win. Well, that's nice. <laughs> it's nice they say that. You're headed in the right direction. But you ain't going to win it because you deserve it. No. You win it with the high score. That's right. And, yeah. And sometimes that thinking about, well, I deserve this, gets you to making a bad decision about recording an arrow recording it as a 10 when it's really only a nine yeah yeah so hey hold on one second let that uh that's all right no worries no worries yeah yeah no deserves that's funny yeah so uh, i had to write that there was we again we ran into some attitude issues uh in in coaching a group and so that that was my response for so that everybody could could read that you know all the kids could read that and yeah again it, it was written because of the need um, i um i i did a video a coffee talk like in the summertime when i'm off work um i'll like wake up you know once a week and i'll like a lot i'll do a live feed on bearable project and it'll i'll you know it'll be random topics i'm nothing and the one I, I, the one I did was um, uh, expectation is a score killer was the, was basically the, the, it ended up being mm-hmm. a podcast episode, but it's that, that notion that, well, I, I expect that I'm going to perform the best I ever have Ex- expecting it is actually essentially is thinking in the future, expecting it is, well, mm-hmm. I'm already telling myself I'm going to be the best instead of saying I'm, I am going to just shoot to the best of my ability right now because expectation is expecting it to happen but you're not expecting it to happen you're focused on the result instead of well how do i make it happen yeah you're you're not focused on the work you have to do yeah you're focused on well it's just going to happen right by magic i guess you know the you know, the spaceship is going to beam down and give me some special skills coming here in the next 10 arrows. <laughs> yeah, I'm all saying it's no, your perfect score. No, it's not going to happen. Hands. Yeah, not going to happen. Oh, chapter 14. Uh, yeah, this is a pet peeve of mine. If I could get coaches in archery to eliminate one word from their vocabulary, it would, it be, would be the word pressure. The myth of pressure, chapter 14. Yeah. yeah. Um, allude on that a little bit more. Okay. Pressure in athletics occurs 
when or you're on the basketball court and the other team when they're defending you is right up in your face this is pressure mm -hmm. somebody getting in your space trying to force you to do something you wouldn't naturally do you know uh forcing you to make a mistake that's pressure or you know pressure defense in in football or any team sport yeah that's pressure but in archery we don't have a defender up in our face <laughs> no we are an interesting we are concept best defender. <laughs> could you see team archery i don't <laughs> yeah 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 and a pressure defense <laughs> yeah i have well, it would be a bloody scene, I think. Uh, I would say so. <laughs> Somebody gets shot. Uh, so it doesn't exist in archery. And when you use that word pressure, it brings with it a lot of negative baggage. Because mm -hmm. you think pressure is this thing or this force that you have to overcome in order to shoot your arrow. Right. Uh, and you hear announcers in so many sports, a lot of individual sports saying, well, he's under a lot of pressure now. You know, his country thinks that, you know, because he won the previous two Olympics, he's got to win this one. So he's feeling a lot of pressure. But the announcer doesn't know what the athlete's feeling. They're making it up. And pressure seems like a great topic for announcers to expound upon. And it's BS, right? So what I prefer, what I would prefer all coaches in archery to, to talk about is moments of high personal value. So you are now in a head-to-head -head matchup. You're on the podium at Lancaster Classic. This is a high value moment for you. You worked hard to be there. You should be celebrating this. You should be feeling positive about this because you worked hard to get there. Okay, and now your pulse is racing. Yep, respiration is up. Yep, muscles can get tense. Yep, you can start thinking about the result. Yep but you have skills to combat all of that. So when this high personal, high value personal moment comes, you use your skills. You have a plan that utilizes these skills. You don't step up on that podium and run the thought lottery. Thought lottery. <laughs> yes, you're gonna think something different on every shot but yet you expect the same result. Ain't gonna happen. So develop these skills, your breathing patterns, your thought patterns, your positive self-talk. Now here's where you use it. And you build this plan and a focus map, which we're gonna talk about in section four. Um, this is where you use that, those skills to aid you in this moment of high personal value. And you celebrate the moment. Yeah, you're nervous. Sure, it means something, it's important. So 
Yeah, that's my deal on on pressure. I get pretty passionate about that. Yeah, yeah, I've heard you talk about that before. Yeah, yeah. Chapter 15's got an interesting title too. The big question of aspiring athletes. Yeah, that's, um, we all face it. Um, <laughs> and, and the question builds in, in like four or five segments. And I, I work through that in, in the chapter. Mm-hmm. And essentially it, it has you analyzing yourself in a number of different ways uh and ultimately you have to decide if you're going to make a change to become better because if you keep doing what you've been doing you'll keep getting what you've been getting and if you're tired of what you've been getting you got to make a change Right. Uh, yeah. So the one um, header page for one of the sections, it might be this section. It says, "Old ways won't open new doors." Yeah. And so, if you keep using the old ways, you will only be able to open old doors. And the new door to getting on the podium eludes you because that takes new ways. Yeah, so uh, yeah, I, I pose that. I'm not gonna say much more about that question, but everybody needs to, every athlete needs to read that chapter. Yeah. And it slaps you around a little bit, <laughs> I think. It can, uh, nicely, I'm nice about it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, you will, fa- yeah, you, everybody faces this question. And every archer needs to read about that. Every athlete needs to read that chapter. I like it. Mm-hmm. So uh, this, the last and final section, section four, engaging your mind through focus mapping. Yeah. I recall when you find you kind of, I forget where we were. We might've been at Chestnut Hill and you were showing the focus map. Yes. Yeah, that was the time we met. there. It was early on in the focus mapping development stage. And what an amazing tool. Everyone should have access to that. Do you have just out of curiosity, like do you, and I I have not read the book yet. I'm deliberately, I was deliberately not reading. I've looked through it, but um, mm-hmm. because I was going to read it and record, but then we talked and we're doing things different. So I'll end up reading yeah, okay. it on my own. Um, do you have the map in the book? The like focus maps? Are, yep. Oh, yes. Yes. So uh, what I develop is... I'm going to find uh, that. First of all, defining focus and focus types. Most people, again, coaches and athletes will say to each other, to their students, we have to stay focused. You have to keep your head in the game. All right. You got to stay on task. Well, what does that mean? Well, 15 year old doesn't know what you mean when you say stay focused. Yep. All right. Nor do adults. And if you ask, a, a coach who says to kids, 
stay focused yeah there's there's the focus map that's and it's not yeah, that's it's, partially developed there it's the partially uh, developed map yeah i'm not i mean the blank map i don't see let me see here's the here would be the blank version for people to see it uh so right yeah that's your hold it, hold your it to blank. the side a little bit yeah but yeah. yeah hold that up again yeah, yeah. could you see it yeah hold on, hold on there now you got the right page right yep. and the center column here here is is the steps of shooting for it. yep that's where it all begins yep okay your so, mental game begins with the steps of shooting for yep and these are these for all intents and purposes everyone this is these are the NTS steps. This is not just, right. this isn't like, you know, and, and regardless of what you are a fan favorite of shooting style wise, they're just, you have to give credit where credit's due. The NTS does a good job of identifying parts of the shot process. And, and that's just the way right. you need to approach these. But right. when you read this yeah. chapter and I can see, I, I went through all of this in person with Larry Yes, yeah, through, uh, yeah, so, small group presentation. You know, right. this is what it's going to look like. You know, I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, dive, I'm not going to let you yeah. analyze this thing because you got to get the book and read it. But, you know, it, it gives you a really, um, I, I, it does what I, the term that I use, or it, it clear, um, it, it clears up the thoughts in your brain and puts them on paper per se. Right. And so as a mathematician, in all of my lessons, we used visual aids. Right. I, I appeal to the students' auditory learning and their visual. Okay. Of course, in archery, we get to the tactile as well, you know, hands on bows, right? Drawing and holding. Uh, but the, using the visual aid here to lay out your focus map uh, is important because it gets the coach and the archer literally on the same page. Yeah. Understanding the vocabulary that they're using, like the term focus. There are at least four different kinds of focus that you use and you use them all day long and you shift between them constantly back and forth. And you need to be aware of that. And one of the ways I make uh, help people be aware of that is the signature writing uh, exercise. So if you signed your name on a piece of paper five or six times in a row, that's using one kind of focus Right. Because you do that by feel. We might have touched have on that on last podcast. I'm not sure, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We might have got into that. Yeah, I think we did a little bit. Yeah. But if you switch hands now mm -hmm. and sign your name with the other hand, oh, this is a different kind of focus. Because now you're making decisions about how to hold the pen. How do I make the first letter of my name and my God, it looks like I'm in third grade again. Oh, yeah, I remember doing this the <laughs> <Yeah>. first time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, ten, so that, that really grabs people into realizing, oh, yeah, I use different kinds of focus. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So as you complete your steps of shooting for it, 
then write in your own steps if you don't like mine. But write the steps. So as you're doing each of those steps, what kind of focus are you using? And beginners, of course, are using a lot of this mind-managed focus, this analytical focus, where you're setting your feet and looking at them. Yes, I got that done. Check. So mind manage is checking things off a list. And so beginners do a lot of that. Uh, the, the more experienced you are, the less you do of that, but you never get away from that entirely. You can't afford right. to. Right. So, and I explain why that is. Uh, but at some point in time, you need to shift to feel like signing your name. It has a smooth feel. And by golly, all those five and six signatures you signed on the page look pretty much the same. Right. Because with feel, you repeat at your highest level. Yeah. And you just proved it by doing the handwriting test, you see. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And, and whatever section is that, uh, 16. <laughs> Chapter 16. Yeah. But you begin with steps. Write your own steps if you don't like mine. Sure. And now, the, my philosophy here and my teaching about the mental game is based on those steps. You look down the list of steps. One of them is more important than the other. And there's proof of that. And the most important one is that transfer of holding, holding that, using that holding effort in your back to execute the shot. That's the most important thing you do physically. And I know that's the case because all the previous steps set that up. Right. They are all prepped for that holding effort. Okay, so the most important physical step is also the most important mental step. So if you're executing this holding in the back to get the shot going off, and you're thinking about the arrow hitting the 10 ring, your mind and body are not in the same time zone. No. <laughs> Right? You're thinking about something you have no control over. See, after the string, pardon me, after the arrow leaves the string, do you have any control over the arrow? No, none. And stuff happens, particularly yeah. outside. Right? Yeah. So, Thinking about the arrow hitting the 10 ring is non-productive. When you're in the process of aiming and generating that release technique, thinking about the target and the score doesn't help you. You've got to think in the present. And to help yourself the most, you better be thinking about the process that you're engaged in. Like you were when you were signing your name. You are aware that you are doing it. It's a feel. 
And so you've got to have that feel for what's going on with your holding in your back. So uh, I, I developed this concept. Uh, the most important part of the mental game is also the most important part of the physical game. They've got to come together. And so the focus map, and you held one up there, the completed one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Lays, yeah, it, it lays out what kind of focus you should have and when you should shift to feel. And it goes beyond that. Yeah, there's a completed one. It goes beyond that because we also have a, a column here where you plot out where you are looking with your eyes. Mm. That's big. Yeah, yeah. Because if probably... you're looking at some honey down the row here, <laughs> well, I that talk, ain't gonna help you. Yeah, well, or a fire truck. In my case, I've talked about it numerous times. Yeah. From Target Nationals last year during um, during Ooh, qualifications. You heard um, a siren. No, no. Uh, yes, the siren on the way in, but it got to the complex. They turned it off and just came in with lights on. Well, my natural yeah. inner being <laughs> is I see a fire truck, and my attention is i no matter what's yes. going on around me right you know right. and and it is as soon and even while as i'm like coming to full draw and I like i'm like oh yeah there's a fire truck and i'm still continuing i was still thinking about the fire truck yes i got the full draw and i know that the thought in the back of my brain was like i wonder where they're going over here there's no you shoot a red oh no it was <laughs> worse fire? That. yeah I'm, that was either a like a, a five or a four that was not yeah. a good arrow yeah. and then when they left they were there for like 45 minutes half hour whatever then when they left you know <laughs> they weren't lights and sirens they were just driving out but i saw them and i was like again yeah and yeah. my immediate focus was hmm you know i wonder what they were here for yeah <laughs> six yeah. six you know right and they were like three arrows that ruined that score that that qualification score from a 598 or whatever it was and it should have been probably like ballpark like 620 something 630 something yeah and those three arrows were like the and two of those three arrows were, were the fire truck arrows <laughs> but yeah. it, it's it's so true like your eyes like you yeah so you there's can't. a column for plotting where you are looking with your eyes because that's really important and we keep them on task right uh there's a column for your breathing pattern i recommend first that you have a breathing pattern that's mm -hmm. crucial to finishing the shot right and but what is your breathing pattern what is your natural breathing pattern uh be aware of it so that when it becomes non-standard, you can shut down your shot and get yourself back together, make a correction. Uh, and there's one column there, the far right column is uh, for plotting the level of holding effort you have in your back. Yes. And yes, yes. there's one key takeaway from that. And that is once you start increasing the holding in your back, you never ever give any of it away. You never go back. 
you never lessen it. It's got to be always on the increase. Yeah. How many, and, how many barebow shooters do we see that overdraw their oh, bow and come into anchor? Yeah, I can remember a few years ago, we talked about this. You know, the barebow guys coming forth and back and forth and hacksawing at that anchor point. And well, what's going on in the back? Oh, yeah, you're, oh, you're up and down, attention. up and down. And, and I'm not saying, and I've said this before, there's people who do it, do it well. That Aaron Hia, uh, uh, that won the classic, the young lady, she she comes forward. She knows she comes forward. Something she's working on. I think you can. Sh- there's people who shoot yeah. well. Um, um, oh my gosh, uh, Lee Wilkins, uh, the big the big guy with the beard. Um, he's got a really significant like he draws way down here, and yeah. it's like like here and then comes up. It's a very significant, you know. Yeah. out of the ordinary of sorts sorry lee you know i love you buddy not saying it in a <laughs> presentation but he some people can make it work you can make it work the mm-hmm. the the struggle isn't making it work at that moment that moment you got it it's working you run with it it's keeping it working year after year after year keeping it improving yeah. improving, get, improving getting a yeah a high level of consistency yeah so that's you know like just so because if people are going to say that they're going to listen to that and they're like oh you know so and so shoots this way like yeah you're right they do and they probably Mm -hmm. shoot that way well but not always you know we're not looking for um more times than not repeatable we're looking for Mm -hmm. every time repeatable and what do we have to do to to accomplish yeah yeah yeah. So what, what method is going to help you reach your peak? <laughs> right. Every time. Back to the title of my book, you know, right. Planning peak. What, right. what's it going to take to get you to your peak? Uh, and so, you know, one of the header comments, motivational statements I have there is if you want something you've never had, you're going to have to do something you've never done. Yeah. And so that's my attempt to get them to try focus mapping. Just make a plan. And then no matter what the situation, you have a plan. And it generates good arrows in practice. So if you stick to your plan, you'll get good arrows when it counts. And that, that's what we're trying to, that's what it takes to get to your peak. So, yeah, so, I, well, we've covered the four sections here. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, the, just to, just to uh, hash out the names of the chapters, you know, the engaging your mind through focus mapping is the section four, chapter 16, understanding focus shifting, 17, mapping your breathing pattern, 18, plotting your primary muscle group uh, loading, Chapter 19, mapping your attentional focus. Chapter 20, focus mapping for advancing athletes. And chapter 21, your pre-start, your pre-shot and downtime routines. And then that's the book, conclusion and and the other stuff. But the last chapter is last because uh, before I could entertain doing a pre-start or pre-shot routine, you had to know what you're doing in your shot routine, right? You had to have your focus map built. And then you can plan how you're going to get there, you know, immediately before the tournament, what are you doing? 
And then, and then the last minute or two before the shot, what are you doing? Uh, so uh, that's why that chapter comes last. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, I wanted to write another section, but the publisher <laughs> says, now stick to archery. The next section would have been then how to apply the focus map technique to other sports. Because I work with seven other sports. I work with coaches and athletes from seven other sports and um, help them develop a list of steps first. And then uh, what their process was and how we engage in present process thinking when you're shooting the basketball or using the golf club because they're all repetitive sports and, and all just like archery. Yeah. So, well, that's the book. All Appreciate right. working through it here. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, it's just, it's a great way to, to, to put the information out there, tell people what's available. Um, like I said, I mean, I've, you're, you're my mentor coach from the very beginning and you know, and I had the pleasure of being a part of, of some of the information in this book. Oh yeah. And yeah. it's, it's got, it just has some, it has some stuff has a lot of stuff that every archer, no matter what discipline they shoot, they need to, to pay attention to. Right. Yeah. Basics of the mental game. What are the basics? Yeah. What all is involved in the mental game? Yeah. Well, a lot. A, a lot of people, lot. and we've talked about this, Larry. A lot of people want to skip past the physical side of oh, how can't. to mentally prepare, and and they don't. And it doesn't again, work. My yeah. Well, my philosophy again. My teaching is all about this. My book is all about this. Yeah. Most important part of your physical game is also the most important part of your mental game. Yeah. The two have to come together mind and body mm -hmm. together in the present that's the only way you're going to get to your peak yep. your mind and body are in different time zones you're not going to get there you can do well at times mm -hmm. but you're not going to get to your peak it's so it's so simple it's not it's so simple but not at the same time yeah. but people just well, I hope yeah, my, confuse it my ability uh, you know as a mathematician and as a mathematics educator uh, explains this. I hope I'm explaining this in a way that more people can understand it. And you know that's why I did the mental book, <laughs> right? Uh, and and you're, you're, you guys have helped me with that uh, focus map, the first, one of the first times I presented yeah. it. Your reactions to it, your questions, etc., uh, gave me ideas of how to make it better. You know, because mm -hmm. I, you know, as a classroom teacher, you read students' eyes, their facial expressions, and you know when they have a question or, or when they're getting it and when they aren't. So, yeah. So, with that being said, where can everyone like follow you, get more information about the book? Um, obviously we all know that there's a YouTube page now. Yeah. YouTube page. You can find information there. Um, I don't think you're not on Instagram. Are you? No, nope. Yet. I'll work on that. Everyone. Yeah. Uh, uh, boy, this is, 
Now, look, I just got one on this, a time. this YouTube a surfboard and I'm hanging 10, you know, right out there. Uh, now funny. you want me to jump to another surfboard. Yeah, no, know. no, no, you don't have to do that yet. But Larry does have a Facebook page that I know. And then uh, your email is Larry at LarryWise.com, right? So right. people yes, want to yes. inquire about coaching or working with Larry. I know Larry has um, some clients that he works with around the world, but right now I know like California, stuff like that. So yes. Oh yeah. 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 Um, so, you know, you can reach yeah, out. There's, to him. There's, yeah. Well, the world has gotten really small <laughs> for yeah, coaching, you know, yeah. and the video things, everybody has their little phone, they can video and, mm. and we can do a lot that way. We can't do the best job that for way, sure, but 100%. we can do a lot. And uh, and we're getting better at, at doing things with the, mm. the media, all the different medias. Yeah. Uh, and of course, I have a shopping cart up on LarryWise.com. And uh, so I'm mailing books out every day. I sign every awesome. one that I sell and much appreciate it. Uh, I like getting the information out there. Yeah. Yeah. So, a long time. And we I appreciate like signing it. books. <laughs> I bet you do. <laughs> yeah. All right, Larry. Thank you so much. Thanks for. Hey, thanks. For thanks in. a bunch, man. Look All right. Forward to working with you some more. Wonderful. Yep, yep. All right. See everybody. Bye.